Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in, and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. Well, friends, have you ever found yourself desperately wanting, needing to see some growth, some progress in your life, right? whether it's your personal life, uh, your spiritual life, your relationships, your, your physical, mental health, maybe it's your place of work, you just are tired of the status quo and you just, you just need to see some steps forward, some growth. Maybe it's your marriage, you don't want another year of bickering about the same item in the budget, the same extended family member that's always stirring up drama, the same hypothetical scenario that still has never played out. You're just tired of, of, of the rut. You just want to know, believe that, that you're taking some steps forward. Or, or maybe, maybe it's fitness. Maybe you've wanted to get yourself back into shape, lose some weight, invest in your health, but it just keeps getting put off, right? Despite knowing how beneficial it would be for you, you're still there. You're fed up with the progress. You need to see some results. You need to see something, anything, a glimmer of I can do that. And that feeling, it's only compounded by the season we're in right now. Right, as soon as we flip the calendar over, we, we spend six weeks trying to remember that it's 2022 now, and we find ourselves asking, what, what worked and di- what didn't work the previous trip around the sun? It's a new season, a new year, and we want to feel renewed. Sure, we want to believe that the world will be better than it was last year, but I think deeper, each one of us wants to wants to know and believe that, that we might actually be better than we were last year. And I think the torturous part of it all is that we live in a society that is obsessed with instant gratification, right? With overnight success, which is just reinforced by YouTube videos of 30-day transformations of your house, your body, your finances, right? A promise of complete change, anything you want, to be different. Despite knowing full well that life never plays out that way, we still imagine ourselves miraculously going from couch potato to marathon runner in just a few short weeks, right? From learning a couple of simple chords to, to plucking intricate pieces by request around a campfire. And these, these inflated expectations, they simply end up dashing our, our New Year's resolutions and cause us to feel like failures a couple weeks later instead of, instead of feeling like we, we might have actually accomplished something. And I'll tell you, I, I don't think the Bible does us many favors in this department, particularly when observing the life of Jesus. Except for a couple little childhood snapshots, the Bible essentially jumps from baby Jesus in the manger to Jesus the teacher and miracle maker. But that doesn't happen overnight, does it? The baby still has to grow up, mature, learn, right? 
So how does Jesus get there? How does he grow into the, the man that we meet in the gospel accounts? Is he, is he just born with it all or right, did, did he wake up that way? So there's so much in this and so few of these short stories, I thought we could take the next two weeks, so this week and next week, to look at one of the few stories we have of Jesus as a child, to see if there might be any clues within it how Jesus progressed, developed, and then as always, if we read between the lines a little, we might find a a couple clues or hints how, how we might take some steps forward. So together, We're going to take an extended look at the end of Luke chapter 2. The chapter begins, we read at Christmas Eve, the chapter begins before Jesus is even born. Mary and Joseph, they're traveling to Bethlehem and all of that jazz. And by the end of the chapter, Jesus is 12. Needless to say, it moves quite quickly. And so join me as as we catch up with Jesus and the family in Luke 2, starting in verse 41. Now each year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to their custom. After the festival was over, they were returning home, but the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, and his parents didn't know it. Supposing that he was among the band of travelers, they journeyed on for a full day while looking for him among their family and friends. When they didn't find Jesus, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. After three days, they found him in the temple. He was sitting among the teachers, listening to them and putting questions to them. Everyone who heard him was amazed by his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were shocked. His mother said, child, why have you treated us like this? Listen, your father and I have been worried. We've been looking for you. Jesus replied, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he was saying to them. Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. His mother cherished every word in her heart. Jesus matured in wisdom and years and in favor with God and with people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So how about a little, a little recap? Jesus' family lives in Nazareth, right? And once a year, they travel to the big city to Jerusalem to celebrate the festival of the Passover. Google Maps says it's a 90-minute drive, so we're talking about 30 hours or so of walking. They make this journey as a family. And one thing that's made obvious is that Jesus is still a kid. He's a 12-year-old. A 12-year-old boy who had gone missing, was found, reprimanded, and then obediently follows his parents home. And it's really unlike any other story we have of Jesus in the Bible. It's a little glimpse into the, the kind of kid he might have been. Now next week, we're going to return to this same story, and we're going to focus on how Jesus spent his time well in the temple 
how he went about learning and growing. This week, I simply want to focus on the reality that Jesus, like all of us, had to grow, develop, and learn. He wasn't simply born filled with divine wisdom, knowledge, and power. Year after year, the family would travel for the Passover, and year after year, we read Jesus matured. He increased in wisdom and in years and in favor with God and people. It wasn't a 30-day transformation. It wasn't Jesus the baby immediately becoming Jesus the miracle maker. It was a process, a process of, of growth and maturing. And maybe this sounds like an obvious thing to to point out, but the truth is this affirmation of Jesus' humanity, right? This this just owning the fact that he needed to grow and develop and learn like all other kids, it isn't talked about often. Maybe it's the lack of stories, materials, passages. Maybe it's our obsession with, with prodigies that make even hard things look so easy. Right, for whatever reason, it's historically been easier for people to wrap their minds around a Jesus who was just born with miraculous powers and, and a vast repertoire of parables than, than as a kid that has some growing, some maturing to do. And while I, I get wanting to emphasize Jesus' divinity, I think in doing so, we, we, we maybe do his humanity a disservice all of humanity for that matter. How often do we look at someone with remarkable talent and aptitude and the only way we can justify why they're so much better at something than us is to to convince ourselves that they were just born that way. But a growth mindset tells us it's it's all a process. It takes place over over years, right? It takes place over time. Even Jesus had to grow into his wisdom, into his ultimate identity. And for me, at least, that's good news. That's reassuring, right? It, it removes some of the pressure that we need to get there by tomorrow. Right? It silences some of the voices that, that tell us what, maybe we don't have the natural aptitude to take on some of the things we feel called to. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen without effort. I'm grateful for a story of 12-year-old Jesus who's still in the process of growing, the process of maturing. And so let's talk about growth for a second because there's several different ways to, to approach it, to think about it. For the left brain folk out there, the shepherds, so to speak, right? We can talk about it mathematically. There are two common forms of growth, logarithmic and exponential. All right, we're going to have some fun with this. Logarithmic growth curves. I'm going high tech here. And there's not, you guys all get a view of it, right? Logarithmic growth curves, they increase rapidly at the beginning, but then taper off over time. When thinking about our own lives, our own goals, logarithmic growth can be exciting at first, but it's hard to maintain. Our expectations become sky high 
And despite the progress initially made, we get frustrated with the lack of sustained growth. We often give up or we simply yo-yo back and forth chasing this initial feeling of, of growth and progress. The alternative, all right, the alternative is exponential growth. Right, with an exponential growth curve, you see small but steady gains at the beginning. And as you continue, you see little growth, compounding little growth. And then something magical happens. We all love seeing exponential growth with our investments, but it also can work with our, our life, our personal growth. Now for the right the right brain folk, the, uh, the few magi among us, you could check out the Japanese philosophy of Kaizen. So the word Kai, it simply means change. If you're watching Netflix right now, Cobra Kai, becoming the Cobra, and Zen, just good, wholeness, health. So good change, whole change. Kaizen, it's consistent and a gradual approach to growth and progress. It can easily be applied to, to a business model as well as to our personal life. It's a commitment to focusing on incremental steps instead of large goals. It's, it's a shift in mindset where one asks themselves, what little thing can I do today? And not what big transformation am I chasing? And after all, even 1% even growth every month can be felt over the course of a year, and it can, be, it can be dramatic over the course of a life. When speaking about the, the spiritual life, Martin Luther put it this way, this life is not about godliness, but the process of becoming godly. Not health, but getting well. Not being but becoming. We are not yet what we shall be, but we're on the way. This is not the goal, but it is the right road. All does not gleam and sparkle, but everything is being cleansed. Year after year, Jesus' family would travel to Jerusalem for the Passover, and year after year, Jesus matured right, and grew in wisdom and divine favor. Might each one of us find the strength and perspective to take little steps, baby steps towards growth in our life. Might we find something good to do today? Maybe we don't have to commit to reading the whole Bible this year or setting aside 30 minutes for prayer and meditation every morning. But we can read something today we can speak a prayer, center ourselves today, and we can see where that takes us. As a church, we don't have to solve every problem by the next congregational meeting. We don't have to immediately shed every liability and pack out every service. But we can do something good this week. Together, we can commit to, to incremental progress. Right? We can commit to becoming a little more generous each year, a little more outward focused each year, a little more welcoming, a little more worshipful, a little more just. 
And if we return to where we, where we started the conversation this morning, those areas of life that we all so desperately want to see growth and progress in, our marriage, our health, our place of work, our relationship with our kids or our parents, maybe we can break it down a little bit. Maybe we don't have to know what the finish line looks like or how many days it's going to take us to get there. Maybe we're not going to go from baby to miracle maker all this week. Maybe we can just simply do something good today and pick up the phone, say something nice, just, just something, something good, something healthy. Is 2022 the year that we're all going to crush our goals? Who knows? But as we heard Sam and Kate read this morning, this is the day the Lord has made. And so let us rejoice right, and do something good with it. Year after year, Jesus' family would travel to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And year after year, Jesus matured, grew in wisdom, and in divine favor. Might it be true for each one of us, day after day, year after year, a slow and steady process of becoming? Amen.